the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, riding down Santa Claus Lane. Like some blitz and all the ears of reindeer pulling on the rain. Bells are ringing, children singing, all is merry and bright. Hang your stockings and say your prayers. Oh, yeah, that's right. What's going on, everybody? It's another Al Gatulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970, The Answer. And, of course, if it's December, then it's got to be Christmas music. We've got a great show for you tonight. News and notes to get to and a really great guest that's going to join me a little bit later this hour. But first, how can you follow me? It's easy on Twitter, at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. that's G-A-T-T. U-double-L-O, Facebook.com slash AGCraftBeerCast. Email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget on iTunes, just do a search for AGCraftBeerCast. You'll find the shows uh, right there on that platform. You can download them and listen to them at your pleasure or leisure. Alexa Ready, we're on Radio.com, iHeartRadio, and we are on the Hopped Up Network. Just head over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast version of this program uh, Monday mornings before 6 a.m. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, Rob Callahan. He is the sales king at Tuckahoe Brewing. He's also the guy behind Brewery Strong. And uh, since this past Tuesday was Giving Tuesday, I wanted to get an update from Rob on how Brewery Strong is going, helping not only people in the brewing industry, but also in the bar, restaurant, and hospitality industries as well throughout New Jersey. That's going to happen in 20 minutes. They've raised a significant amount of money in a short period of time. It's about six months now. And they've raised money and they've given out a lot of money and that is a great thing. And Rob is just a, he's a good dude. Plus the other thing, I'm going to mention this, and I mentioned it during the interview. Rob takes these great pictures because obviously he's down in Little Egg Harbor. He takes these great pictures of the beach every morning with the sunrise. And it's kind of an affirmation for him to put him in a good mood um, and to get others in a good mood and keep a positive attitude. I love it. I love seeing it every morning on Facebook. It's awesome. Um, so he's got to keep that up. And we you know, we talk about that, and there's a lot of other things we get into, as well as uh, what's going on with Tuckahoe Brewing as well. Again, that's coming up about 20 minutes from now. Let's dive into some beer news. So uh, Philly's legendary Grey Lodge, uh, which is a craft beer bar, has closed down. A number of bars in Philly have closed down because of the restrictions. Um, Philadelphia's Grey Lodge Pub is one of the first bars in the city to celebrate craft beer. Uh, went on Facebook back on November 19th, announced it's closing its doors for good, um, they've had Groundhog Day uh, parties. They've had their regu- regular Friday the Furkinteenth uh, events. The Grey Lodge, uh, again, um, you know, this is a problem. With these businesses shutting down now. Apparently, their brewing arm, Lucky Cap Brewing, will continue, uh, but the, the 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 pub itself, uh, Mike uh, Scotzi announced um, uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, I know the spirit of the Grey Lodge will live on in the friendships we have made. Once again, thank you. But again. A lot of these businesses cannot survive another round of shutdowns. And unless the federal government is going to bail out these businesses and bailing out. And I don't mean by just a PPE loan, uh, you know, whatever. 
I'm talking about a significant bailout at at 75 to 100 percent of what the business uh, is worth. You can't have these shutdowns anymore. You just can't. Now, I get I know what the argument is going to be. It's still out there. You have to. But there's a way to do this and still be safe. Again, if I can go into a restaurant in New Jersey and I have to wear a mask to my table, I'm okay with that. I take the mask off when I'm at the table. But how is it COVID is not getting me while I'm at the table when my mask is off? But if I get up and I walk to the bathroom, i got to put my mask on. Now, again, people are talking, droplets. Okay, I get all of that. So if the if in one instance, if you're saying we have to close down all businesses, then government has to do something to help these businesses out. They can't just let them die on a vine. On the other hand, in New York, bars and restaurants have to close at 10 o'clock because apparently at 10 o'clock, that's when COVID comes out. Now, I get the argument, ah, people are drinking, they start loosening up their restrictions, pulling down the mask, whatever this not. Okay. Guy pulls down his mask, you're out. That's it. No no warning. You get one chance. You pull the mask down, goodbye, you're out. That's it. Does it mean hiring extra security? Yes. Does it mean that it's going to be, you know, maybe a no fun type of place? Yes. But in the end, the business is going to prosper a little bit because you're going to get a little bit more profit. You're going to be able to keep people in there past 10 o'clock. I don't know. It's it's really, it's a weird thing. And just like, I mean, this place is closed. You had this Max Pub on Staten Island that decided to disobey uh, the governor and his flouting his rules and saying, well, you're an orange zone. you got to su- shut down. They became an autonomous zone. Uh, they said, we're not going to listen. They didn't charge customers. They gave out food and drink for free. Uh, people left you know, tips on the table to kind of cover the cost of the meal. And then you have this, uh, the state sheriffs come in and close this business down. Now, again, I'm on two schools of thought here. I, I think if they're telling you that the positivity rate is that high, then maybe you have to shut down temporarily. But again, these businesses need help. You're asking them to shut down and not giving them any financial help. How can you keep doing that? I, I just I don't get it. There, there has to be a balance. I don't know what that is, but there has to be a balance here. We can't lose all of these businesses. Just can't. Moving on, uh, Wiseacre Brewing has opened up a new uh, production brewery and tap room. Now, they were founded by brothers uh, Davin and Kellen uh, Bartosh in 2013. They've opened a new production facility in downtown Memphis, the brewery's second location. It's a 40,000-square-foot facility. Uh, It'll be able to produce 100,000 barrels of beer per year, uh, quintupling the brewery's previous capacity, and, of course, they're going to be able to make some new beers, new packaging options, a lot of different things here uh, that they will be able to do. So kudos to Wiseacre uh, for opening up an exp- another facility and to be able to pump out uh, more suds down in Memphis, Tennessee. Got to get to Memphis one of these days. I mean, I know talking about the barbecue and all the other stuff, but the beer scene down there is very, very good, and I've got to get there uh, at some point. Now, Takati Beer has been sued by a New York man. Listen to this. He says, this New York man says, he was duped into believing that Takati beer is Mexican when it's actually brewed in Holland by Heineken because Heineken owns it. So he's suing them. It's a class action lawsuit brought by Miguel Schlametti um, and and others that alleges that Takati is impersonating as Mexican beer through the brand name, the traditional Mesoamerican typeface, the mythical Aztec eagle emblazed on the product, and the statements original and cerveza. And this was filed in Manhattan Federal Court on November 27th. 
Uh, Takati sells for a premium at around eleven ninety nine for a twelve pack, according to the New York Post. <laughs> twelve pack for twelve ninety nine. Let's take it easy. It's not exactly premium, which is higher than the price of the product if it were represented in a non misleading way. The suit alleges. Now, I mean, honestly, the guy. So the guy says if he knew if he knew that Takati was actually made in Holland, they would not have bought the product or would have paid less for them. I mean, really? Come on, come on. So before COVID. All of Takati beer was imported into the U.S. was brewed in Mexico, but after the pandemic hit, the government shut down its breweries, and so Heineken shifted its production to Holland. They're well within their rights to do this. I mean, it's the dumbest thing. I think this suit is without merit. I think they should throw it out, and I think these people should be forced to drink water and not drink beer at all. Or maybe they could drink O'Doul's or Sharps or something. I, I don't know. It's the most absurd thing I've ever seen. Uh, finally, uh, the folks at Funky Buddha, Funky Buddha, uh, Funky Buddha's Imperial Club is now open for registration. It's a private club, an all-access pass to exclusive Funky Buddha releases, uh, a- as well as many other benefits if you live down in the Florida area near Funky Buddha. So memberships will take effect on January 1st, 2020 run. They run through January 1st, 2022. Deadline for sign-up is December 28th. Annual membership fee is 100 bucks. It's open to all U.S. residents who are 21 and older. Uh, memberships are non-transferable and non-refundable. Uh, here's what you get. Members uh, will enjoy five exclusive Imperial member-only barrel-age releases valued at $20 each included with their membership. The releases can be stored at the brewery for the entire year or picked up any time after the release date. Surrogates are permitted. At least one unit of each beer is included with the membership. These releases may be subject to change at Funky Buddha's discretion. Of course, the release, release dates are to be determined. You get bourbon pecan pie, rum barrel-aged batita, Morningwood variant, and get pitted. A release number five is a brewer's choice. So you get five of these beers to be determined on the releases. The other club benefits, you get a welcome kit, includes Funky Buddha merchandise, an exclusive club t-shirt that gets shipped directly to you, 10% off ticketed taproom events via unique coupon codes, get access to a private members-only Facebook group, and the ability to pre-order certain other taproom releases. You can add on a snifter for $30, um, and this is uh, Imperial members will only receive these benefits if they choose the snifter add-on option uh, as an option. You get a custom 18-ounce etched Imperial Club gold rim snifter kept at the tap room in Oakland Park, so this way you, you get it every time you drink there. Extended happy hour at the brewery tap room from 3 to 8 p.m. Two-ounce larger draft beer pours. This excludes special event days and guest drafts and 10% off of Funky Buddha branded merchandise. That's a pretty good deal for 130 bucks. Get access to all these different beers. You get a snifter. You get all this other stuff. That's a cool thing. So if you're in the Oakland Park area of Florida uh, and you want to join uh, the the club, just go over to FunkyBuddhaBrewery.com. Uh, I think that's fun- FunkyBuddhaBrewery.com, I believe, is the website. You can get all the information uh, right there. Kudos to the folks at Funky Buddha for doing this. There's a lot of these membership packages that open up. Um, I, some, A lot of them are worth it. Some aren't so much. But um, definitely, if it's a brewery that you like to go to all the time, it's a good thing. It also makes, listen, a great Christmas or Hanukkah gift as well. Don't forget, uh, these holidays are right around the corner. So, uh Get it for your beer-drinking uh, buddy, and he will, he or she will appreciate it um, for the whole year long. Anyway, uh, when we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes from around the beer world. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
That's what I'm talking about. Little Ronnie James Dio doing God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. What an awesome Christmas tune by a a late heavy metal artist that uh, I, I'm still sad that Ronnie James Dio is not in the picture anymore. It's just a shame. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. You can follow me easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, email at Albert G and NYC Radio.com. Um, we are on uh, iTunes if you do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, uh, Alexa Ready, iHeartRadio.com, the Hopped Up Network as well. Uh, you can listen to the podcast version of this show on Monday mornings. And uh, it's a lot of fun, and there's a lot of other shows on there as well. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, Rob Callahan. He's the sales king of Tuckahoe Brewing, but he's also the guy behind Brewery Strong. And uh, this past Tuesday was Giving Tuesday, and I wanted to get an update from Rob on how Brewery Strong was going, helping not only people in the brewing industry, but also in the bar, restaurant, and hospitality industries throughout New Jersey. And that comes up in about 10 minutes from now. So let's dive into some beer news, and we'll keep it local with New Jersey for a moment. So Cane Brewing had a shutdown uh, about a week or so ago. They had opened up finally uh, about, I guess this was about two months ago, they opened up a beer garden in the back of their place. Um, they had n- did no indoor um, you know, beer drinking even after uh, the governor had lifted restrictions over the summer. So they had opened it up, and apparently they had to shut down because of a possible COVID exposure. Then uh, this past Tuesday, they announced, uh, and I'll read this uh, verbatim from their Facebook page. This is from Kane. Uh, Beer Garden Update. This past Sunday, we became aware of a potential COVID case with an employee and temporarily closed the brewery out of an abundance of caution and to ensure that we were taking the appropriate measures to provide a safe environment. Monday morning, we contacted the local health department to decide the best course of action. It was determined that there was no close contact between this employee and our customers, and we were advised that there was no need to remain closed. However, however, excuse me, after much deliberation, we have made the difficult decision to close the beer garden until the spring of 2021. There were a lot of factors that led to this decision, but the most important being the health, safety, and well-being of our customers and our entire team. We appreciate everyone who has come out and supported the beer garden over the past few months, and we look forward to serving you at the brewery again in the future. We will continue to be open at the brewery for can, bottle, and merchandise sales from noon until 8 p.m. each day and to offer daily home delivery services. We will continue to uphold our strict COVID practices to best ensure the health and safety of our customers for to-go purchases and home deliveries. Thank you for all of your support over the past year. So here's an instance where a brewery has decided, you know, we could reopen, make a little bit more in sales, Kane has decided we're going to shut it down until the spring. Um, and, there, and again, in the spring, there's no guarantee that COVID is going to be that far under control that you're going to just open everything up again. I think it's going to be not until the summer as more people are getting vaccinated, et cetera, et cetera, before you really open things up. But Kane has decided to make this decision. And I can understand it from a perspective of, look, um, they're a business. They're one of the bigger breweries in New Jersey in terms of volume and putting out beer. Um, but, you know, they have other people to worry about. And you just don't want, at some point, some jerk who claims that they had COVID, maybe they don't, and they turn around and they sue the brewery and says, I got it here. You know, I think now, 
again, that's my opinion. I don't I don't know this for a fact if that's, you know, part of Kane's decision, but I think that they've decided, look, we're going to do this the right way. We're continuing to make money on our canned sales, to-go sales, home delivery. We're going to keep it that way. Kudos to them. I mean, some places just simply cannot do that. So, um, you know, if you wanted to head down to Kane to have a, have a beer, you're only going to be able to get it to go. That's the bottom line. Uh, moving on, uh, we'll head down to Baltimore. DeClaw Brewing announced uh, earlier this week it has partnered with Brew Pipeline to re-release Sour Me Unicorn Farts in May 2021 for national distribution. Made with a trio of real fruits and edible glitter flecks, the sour ale crafted to mimic the flavors of the famous Fruity Pebbles Donut from Baltimore-based Diablo Donuts. Chris Wood, who is DeClaw's Director of Brewery Operations, says it's their third year producing Sour Me Unicorn Farts. The demand is incredible, continues to grow. This year will be our biggest drop yet in order to reach even more fans across the country. I had it a couple of years ago. It's actually a really good sour ale. Um, it'll be, uh, the suggested retail price, uh, nationally will be between eleven ninety nine and twelve ninety nine uh, for, uh, four 16 ounce cans, additional product specs. It's, uh, so a five and a half percent ABV. It's a 10 IBU, uh, a couple of different grains in there. And, uh, again, brew pipeline will be distributing this nationally, uh, throughout Declaw's national footprint. So kudos to the folks at Declaw. Uh, that is very exciting. Another interesting thing I saw the other day, uh, Vine and Stefaner, uh, which is uh, Vine and Stefan, the world's oldest brewery. They started brewing beer in 1040. They've only put their beer out in bottles, right? In the you know thousands of years that they have been producing beer, they've only put, I shouldn't say thousands of, well, yeah, technically, that's over a thousand, yeah. Anyway, um, so, a th- so in 1040, actually that 980-year-old brewery, listen to me, this is why I'm, I'm very dumb in math. I can't even add and subtract. Anyway, um, so Vine and Stefaner has never put their beer in cans. Well, next year in the United States, they will be introducing cans to two of their beers that will be uh, imported through their uh, U.S. importer, Total Beverage Solution. Their flagship Hefeweiss beer, as well as a brand new lager, their uh, Hellas Lager, will be available in cans beginning in January. The cans feature a fresh new design, which ties into the heritage of this 980-year-old brewery with a nod to the innovation of the brewery. So this is great. So the, you're going to have these two beers. The Hefeweiss beer is the number one selling German wheat beer in the U.S. market. Uh, Wein and Stefaner Helles was first introduced in May of this year to Germany after a full year of preparation to fine-tune the recipe for release. It is a 4.8% ABV session Helles lager uh, that is an easy drinker with full flavor. I've had it. It's excellent. It's a really good beer. Uh, very happy to see that these beers are going to be in cans uh, because I just enjoy uh, a good beer from uh, Vine and Stefaner every once in a while. They brew it with just four ingredients, okay? It is, uh, it, it is just water, hops, yeast, and malt. That's it. And they make some excellent beer. Uh, moving along, speaking of uh, COVID stuff, Charter Oak Brewing in Connecticut uh, has updated their rules because this is based on the entire state of Connecticut. So um, apparently... At breweries in Connecticut, alcoholic beverages may not be served to any patron unless such individual is seated at a table or bar and is presently consuming food prepared on the premises. Alcoholic beverages may be served when such food has been ordered and will be imminently served. Additional drinks may be purchased while the patron is still consuming the food, and food has to deal with some type of um, sit-down dining experience, heavy appetizers, apparently French fries and potato chips don't count, Uh, a small cup of soup or a salad doesn't count. So basically they're saying, um, you know, you've got to order 
some type of substantial food at a brewery in Connecticut that does serve food in order for you to drink the beer at their establishment. So just giving you an update on that. And then finally, our friends at Stone Brewing, they did a version of Black is Beautiful. And uh, the proceeds of that sale, Stone Brewing has announced uh, that they made a donation of $52,493 to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund uh, from the sales of Stone's version of Black is Beautiful. Uh, They brewed the beer as part of a collaborative effort to oppose racial inequality led by Weathered Souls Brewing, which is a black-owned brewery based in San Antonio, Texas. As Steve Wagner, Stone Brewing's president and co-founder, says, Like many, we were called to action and stand firmly in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. We thank Weathered Souls Brewing for kicking off this initiative that allows companies like ours to participate in a significant way. Our team members enthusiastically rallied behind the brewing, packaging, distributing, and selling of this beer. The issue of racial inequality needs our ongoing awareness uh, and action, and we're committed to being a part of of the solution. So good for them. That's uh, This is great. So $53,493 went to the uh, to this fund. And uh, the Black is Beautiful version from Stone is sold out uh, from them, from Stone. But if you can get it somewhere, you know, they, everybody has kind of done a, a different variation on it. Heavy C sent me one that is, um, I think it was like a vanilla chai uh, type of stout. And I haven't had a chance to drink it yet, but uh, I will get to it over the weekend and get a review uh, on next week's program. So I've been interested to see what breweries have done different things um, to kind of tweak the formula of the formula that Weathered Souls put out publicly. Um, the, fo- the folks from Mother Half did their all-together beer, and uh, some breweries did a little bit of a variation on it, which is kind of cool. That's uh, kind of the thing that you want um, you know, with this. It doesn't have to be exactly the recipe, but if it's close enough to it and it's your own spin on it, I think that's a good idea. When we come back after a short break, Rob Callahan from Brewery Strong will join me on the program. And this program is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. I know, it's not your typical Christmas music, but it's my kind of music, a little heavy metal. Hark the Herald Angels Sing, that done by Judas Priest lead singer Rob Halford, who came out with a holiday album last year uh, with a bunch of friends helping him out. It's called Celestial, and I love it. I just absolutely love it. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Uh, we're on iTunes. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. We're Alexa Ready. We're also on Radio.com, iHeart. And finally, we're on the Hopped Up Network. Just go over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com. You can check out my podcast with the many others that are available on there for your listening pleasure. Now, my next guest, he is the sales manager of Tuckahoe Brewing down in Little Lake Harbor, New Jersey, but he also is the creator of an organization that was founded during the pandemic, and it's called Brewery Strong. You've been hearing me talk about it over the last several months. 
And with Giving Tuesday just this past week, I wanted to get an update on what has been going on with the organization. For more info, all you got to do is go to BreweryStrong.org and help them out with a little donation. Believe me, your money goes directly into the hands of people that actually need it. Let me welcome back to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, Rob Callahan. Rob, how are you? I'm great, yeah. How about yourself? Not bad, my friend. Just trying to, as you, as you said before we got on the air, just trying to live the dream one day at a time. So... Um, Rob, how are things progressing with Brewery Strong? How many folks from around the bar, brewing, or restaurant industry have been helped directly by your organization? Uh, so far, we have collected $62,000 wow. since our inception, and we have paid out $42,000. Wow. That is pretty awesome. Uh, most of our donations are... Two hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, we've had a few exceptions. Yeah, you know, right. So someone that was passed that was given a, a terminal diagnosis and has since passed. We uh, right. we made sure we took care of him and had a few folks that actually helped in and uh, matched my donations. Uh, yeah, it's something good. And you know, as we head into the holidays and you see what's going on with COVID and right. you know, People aren't just going out, and you know, at twenty-five percent capacity, how much can you keep your staff working? And yeah, how much money can they make? Uh, that, yeah. That's true. I mean, the twenty-five percent capacity is tough for a lot of businesses. I mean, some are obviously making money off of it, and others, you know, uh, can't, depending on you know, how you're running things, et cetera, et cetera. And, of course, each business is different. You know, a brewery can, you know, makes a certain amount based on beer, but you can't have uh, food at the brewery, so you can't be making extra on that. A restaurant, it's a little bit different. Obviously, you can serve drinks, you can serve beer, and you can serve food. So, you know, the money there, you know, you can you can kind of play around with the numbers there. But, of course, everybody is hurting here. At least it's better than, I hate to say this, it's better than being in New York City where if you're an orange zone or a yellow zone or whatever color it is given the day of week, um, you know, you're basically shut down and can't do anything. So in, in that way, it's good. But again, still, uh, people are hurting. But what's new on the website, Rob? I saw a post on Facebook last week. You've got some new merchandise out for sale. You had some folks uh, wanting to do pop-up shops in their breweries to help out the cause. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so... Uh after we did our first round of shirts and such, uh, people were like, we wish they had the state of New Jersey you know, on there. So I had uh, Mike Bell and Frank Santoro you know, digitize a new, you know, fix the logo and add the New Jersey logo to it. Uh, we printed some physical shirts that Frank uh, does on the side, and we're going to put them on our website. But uh, at the moment, we're in the middle of changing servers because our last server uh, was bought out by somebody in China. Oh, oh so man. We, we decided that we decided that we were going to find a new server. Uh, okay. John's in charge of all that. I don't I don't take care of any of the technical stuff. Right. Um, but, yeah, so we came up with the idea of doing some pop-ups at breweries and some restaurants that, you know, where we've helped a lot of their people, and we feel like... Not only will we raise money through T-shirt sales, and we also have uh, openers that are wrapped with the Brewery brewery Strong logo, uh, but we feel like if we do a pop-up and we advertise it, that way we can get some people to come to the brewery or Mm. the bar or restaurant as well. And, yeah, that'll help them out for that day. That would be be very cool. We're talking with Rob Callahan. He's the man behind Brewery Strong. 
It's an organization that is really kicking butt, helping folks all over the state of New Jersey who are in need of assistance, not only in the beer industry, but anyone involved in the restaurant or hospitality industry. They've raised over $60,000 already, and, and really in just a short period of time. We're talking about six months they've raised that kind of money, which is great when it's, when it's basically a grassroots organization. For more info, just go to BreweryStrong.org. Uh, the server will be up, I promise you, and we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So I know I've asked this before, uh, but for new people that are listening, Rob, it's very easy to donate, correct? Yeah. So you can go on the website, and we have a flat-out donate button, and you, you, know, you can go on there. I think it handles PayPal. We're working on making it handle credit cards as well. Mm. Or you can buy merch, which we get, uh, you know, we get the proceeds from that as well. Right. And, and um, for somebody who is out of work, who is at a brewery or at a restaurant, it's super easy to fill out the form on the website to get some help, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's like 13 questions. You know, we just ask for a full email address, which we've had some issues where people don't send an email address or, you know, who your, who your supervisor is, so we can just confirm, you know. And, uh, you know, I know there's bigger ones out there, but I know a lot of people that have applied for those grants and never got them or nor heard back, and, you know, we end up helping them. And, you know, Listen, I, I didn't think at the beginning that two hundred and fifty dollars was a lot, but it goes a long way. People tell me like, "Hey, this goes to groceries." One girl said, "It's helping me pay my tuition." Yeah, and, and it makes you feel good. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just feel like it, maybe it's retribution for my past sin, but uh, yeah, it makes me feel good to do something like that. I, I hear that. I hear that now. Let's change gears for a second to Tuckahoe. How has business been, Rob, after after shifting to takeout and curbside? Now you guys were able to open again over the summer. You've got a you've got your outdoor beer garden, but have you have you allowed anybody inside the in the in the place to drink beer? Yeah, so we uh, our tasting room was more enclosed. Uh, we have we are letting twenty five percent of the people in here. We have it spaced out. Nobody's allowed to sit at the bar. Hmm. Uh, the beer garden did phenomenal for us this summer. Uh, you know. Our tasting room usually is can't really see a lot outside, and right. by opening the outdoor area, we, we did pretty well this summer, and we actually worked with the, the township, and they looked at our brewery and said, you know, you can have seating out here, so that actually gave us a little more capacity to use as the 25%. Uh, see, that's pretty good. See, it's really good, I, I, and I've heard a lot of good positive stories from a, a lot of different townships in and around New Jersey that have really helped out. Uh, the smaller businesses with with maxing out their capacity and allowing you know a little bit more room uh, to to let businesses thrive a little bit because they understand you're hurting and you know listen I the, the simplest answer to me would be if you're only at twenty five percent capacity you should pay twenty five percent of the tax you shouldn't be paying a hundred percent of the tax since you're not making you're not open for a hundred percent of business but of course. The townships don't see it that way. They still want their money no matter what, so you have to figure out a way to get it to them. So it's nice that they've been able to work with you guys um, to, to help uh, businesses move along, but still more needs to be done. We're talking with Rob Callahan. He's the man behind Brewery Strong, which is an organization that is helping folks all over the state of New Jersey who are in need of assistance, not only in the beer industry, but anyone involved in the restaurant or hospitality industry. More information, just go to brewerystrong.org. Make a donation. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, Rob, we, we, we're in this second half of the pandemic here, right? Uh, I, and I think I see a finish line. But to be honest, I'm kind of thinking late spring, early summer before things are even close to normal. We're talking about, you know, vaccinations and all kinds of other things that, are, that have to happen 
uh, before we really get back to normal. So I'm thinking, you know, early portion of the summer before that happens. What's your take on the whole situation? You're out there on the road. You're dealing with businesses that are open. Uh, what do you th- What do you think is going to happen? I think that by June that we will, you know, it'll be a little different. I, I think we'll, you know, most pe- a lot of people will be vaccinated. Those that want to be vaccinated, you know, I- I'm going to stick my arm out because honestly, like, I just want to get back to normal. Right. I want to be able to hug people. I want to be able to have a drink with people at the bar. And yeah, I, I just think that we've, as a country, I think that we've done pretty good. Yeah. You know, obviously we've lost a lot of people and, and that's tragic, but I think, you know, development of the vaccines and stuff like that i mean if you don't want to take it like, then you don't want to get back to normal in my eyes and you know it's tough like i go out and try to sell and there's places you go in and they're like well we're, we're operating at 25 percent. they have half their taps not you know filled and you want to beat your head against the wall some days. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. not, it's a challenge I'm, i won't lie uh you know some days it's hard to stay positive but i try to i mean i get up every morning and watch the sunrise right now and it kind of helps me start my day off yeah i I see those pictures every morning rob because i'm up uh, you know early like you and i see those pictures and i love it i love the sunrises over the beach i think it's great and i think it's a great way uh to get people in a more positive frame of mind um to start off the day Uh, my guest has been rob callahan he's the man behind brewery strong uh, for more information about them, just go to brewerystrong.org, buy some merchandise, make a donation. You are helping people that are in need, and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be in need, not only now, but you know, at least for the next half a year, that are going to need their that are going to need your help. Brewerystrong.org. It's a great organization, and Rob is just doing a great job of it. You know what, Rob? Thanks so much for joining me tonight. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to you and yours. And as always, if there's anything I can do to help out Brewery Strong, you just let me know. All right, my friend. I appreciate everything you've done, and a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you and your family as well. You got it, Rob. Appreciate Up, it. You got it. Anytime. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. Christmas time, we let in light and we vanish it. Ah, final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer Do they know it's Christmas? Little band aid. Remember this song from back in the, uh, God, this was, was it 1984 that this song came out? I guess it was. Uh, Bono, a bunch of different artists on that, uh, particular track good christmas song you know a little different a little different in the spirit of christmas here is where uh i don't i don't know if i'm going to do christmas music for the next couple of weeks we'll see i mean you know not that i get tired of it but it's just there's a you know so much of it is played for so long um you know during the holiday season you know the local state one of the local stations in new york uh, the light fm station uh you know they start christmas music now i think they started it in like october this year i mean you know and again 2020 has just been a strange crazy year um, that nobody ever predicted when this year started, uh, as opposed to now the end of the year, and we're going to begin this pandemic, um, at least, in my opinion, uh, at least another five to six months before things really start to get back to normal. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's not a good thing. So you got to hope that these, uh, you know, uh, before we get into suds and duds, you got to hope that these small businesses survive, that they figure a way 
um, to do things that will help them to continue to make money uh, that don't cause them to shut down. And it all starts with you and I. You support that small business, you're going to keep them in business. That puts, you know, that pays their bills. It puts food on their table. Um, it, it takes care of a family. Uh, that's important. So the more that you can do to help small businesses in any walk of life, whatever it is, whether it's beer, whether it's, um, you know, Christmas presents, you, you know, go to a local shop and buy your Christmas presents, um, whatever it is, um, it's important that you support small businesses. Let's dive into Suds and Duds. Lots of beers to get to. We had the long Thanksgiving holiday, so it was a opportunity to try a lot of different things. Sam Adams had sent me their holiday white ale uh, to go with their winter lager and uh, nice uh, a nice beer for a cold night. Uh, just uh, enjoyed this one. Um, you know, the spices were all really nice in, in the beer. And, um, you know, for a, for a winter, you know, I shouldn't say a winter night, but for a cold night, uh, this is a, a really nice beer. Now, the good folks from Alosta Brewing out in uh, Covina, California, and California is now getting hit with a slew of restrictions. If you're in a, sp- a particular zone, you have to shut down and go to to-go orders only. So a lot of these breweries are affected. Alosta happens to be one of them. Um, but uh, kudos to the folks at Alosta for sending me um, a bunch of different beers, of which I am uh, trying to work my way through. One of them happens to be Persic Zur uh, by Alosta. This is what a great, great uh, sour beer. Love the peach in it. It, w- it was so good. It's very light. Um, I wish I had a couple more cans of this because I could drink this uh, all day, every day. This is a fantastic beer. I really, really enjoyed that beer a lot. And that was one of those I kind of wish I had shared with my wife because she's into sours. And she had gone to bed, and I cracked the can, and I just said, oh, my God, this is good. I mean, I really like this beer. It was a fantastic beer. It's too bad Alosta isn't for sale out here in New, in, you know, in New Jersey where I live because, boy, I'd be buying that one. Um, all the time. Uh, headed over to Source Brewing uh, the day before Thanksgiving to pick up uh, some beers that I had ordered. I'd been behind on picking up um, uh, beers. And um, it was funny, when I got there, day before Thanksgiving, they had opened early, they'd opened at noon, um, and the line to pick up beer was probably about 10 or 11 deep. And I'm like, you know what? I got nothing to do in the afternoon. The next day is Thanksgiving. Um, I'm just going to go in and have a beer, and then I'll pick up my beers on the way out. I mean, why not? I'm here. I made the drive. Might as well have a couple. So um, even though I have it in cans, I, I had a pour of the Coltsbach. This is a perfect fall beer. Uh, caramelly, malty. It's got that nice dark color that you want uh, from a from a Bach. Uh, and it's a little strong. It's not light by any stretch of the imagination. It tastes light, but it is uh, a stronger beer from an alcoholic standpoint. But an excellent, excellent brew. Loved it a lot. Uh, but then I had ordered cans of the Fall Saison, but apparently there was a computer error, and they had oversold on the cans. So they had sold out of all the allotments. Even if you had bought it you know, and you didn't pick it up within a certain time frame, um, you know, it was sold out, which is fine. I, I didn't have a problem with it. They ended up switching it out um, for the source of light, the Pilsner uh, that they make in stovepipe cans, which was fine with me. I didn't care. I, I wouldn't have cared either way. To be refunded or or to get beer, it it didn't make a difference to me. But anyway, they had the Fall Saison on tap. Now, my wife and I had a taste of it the week before. They had had just put it on before they were putting it in cans. And I liked it, but I'm like, you know, I got to really get a full glass of this to really appreciate it. And boy, let me tell you something. This is a light beer, but it has some punch to it. Um, I could certainly drink 10 of these beers, and I would need an Uber to get home. 
because it, it will sneak up on you. But it was the uh, perfect saison uh, for me in terms of the lightness of it. But yet, if you you know you had a few of them, it would get you know it gets you in trouble in a hurry. Let's put it that way. A great beer. Uh, I'm sad that I don't have it in cans, but it was excellent. If it is available on tap. Uh, down at source, definitely try it. You will not be disappointed. Just for a change of pace, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, get into the hazy, juicy IPAs, and that's all you want to drink. But sometimes it's good to have a change of pace uh, going forward. Uh, the guys at Bolero are just killing it with their beers, and uh, you know, I keep saying this: um, have to get over to the facility at some point. Check out Bolero Park. I know it's getting colder, but you know, I got to get over there before it really gets cold and. I don't want to stand outside drinking beer. Although it's funny, when you think back to your youth, um, my Friday and Saturday nights consisted of sitting out in the freezing cold, drinking cold beer. I mean, it's funny. And when you're a kid, you're just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's cold. It doesn't matter. You know, you sit out there, you listen to music. You don't really care about how cold it is. You just try and dress as warm as you can and, you know, whatever. Sometimes there'd be a fire, but, you know, for the most part, it was just you standing out in the cold. Now, as I get older... I tolerate the cold less and less, which is why when I probably retire, I'm going someplace warm. But anyway, uh, this is the way uh, from Bolero. A nice subtle bite on this one, a little juice, hazy, fruity. Uh, really dug this beer. Uh, it just had all the right elements uh, that I really enjoy uh, very much. And the other thing that Bolero is doing, and doing very well, is their sours. Uh, Utter, our princess is in another cow still uh, from Bolero. Sour, acidic in a good way, not that kind of... Um, acidic, you know, burn that sometimes happens when I, I think, in my opinion, that beers aren't cold conditioned long enough. But that acidic way from the sourness from the fruit that really comes off nice. I could drink this over and over again. Another uh, fantastic beer. I uh, had one of the beers that I had purchased from Source. Watch me whip. This is another one of their series uh, where they're doing this uh, oat style, um, you know, hazy, uh, you know, IPA. Uh, soft tropical flavor, very juicy, real nice on this one. Uh, and then had a can of the Source of Light, which I had gotten in exchange for my uh, the uh, Full Saison, which had been um, sold out already. Uh, the, the great thing about Source of Light, if you like Pilsners, it is a, a really nice, light, clean beer uh, that you can drink over and over again. And I love the fact that it's in a stovepipe can because you, you can essentially get two pours out of it. Uh, the folks from uh, Heavy Seas sent me uh, another version of their Juice Cannon series. This one is called Fuzzy Navel. Um, it has that cocktail type of feel to it, and it's got a little bit of a, a, a bite to it. Um, this is really nice. It's juicy. Um, it's not overtly juicy, but it's got that it's got that juice in there. And then again, that that cocktail feel, like you kind of feel like you're having a fuzzy navel. The, the citrus is there. All of the uh, elements that you want uh, from the citrus are in this beer. Great stuff. Good things from uh, Heavy Seas. I uh, had the 2020 version of Zocavesa by Stone. Um, this was better than last year's version, I have to say. A little more heat uh, than last year's version. Last year's version, I guess the heat was very muted, and I wasn't crazy about that. Um, but subtle on the other flavors as well, the chocolate, uh, all the different things that came out of it, the cinnamon, really good. Uh, loved it in the 12-ounce can. I like the upside-down labels. I know there's people that are just not digging the stone upside-down labels. I like it. I think it's different. Um, people think that it's a mistake. It's not. It's uh, it's a deliberate uh, campaign um, expect the unexpected from stone. That's why they did that. Or, or leave no stone. No, I'm sorry. It's leave no stone unturned. And so that's why the label uh, is upside down. But I don't have an issue with it. Um, 
Icarus is always in New Jersey down in Lakewood, uh, just doing a great job with their beers. This one was interesting. Fall and falling. Um, gotten a can of this from uh, Ernie Huey over at Paragon Tap and Table. Um, this is an this was an interesting beer. The rosemary they use rosemary in the beer, and it comes off odd at first. When you smell it, you're kind of like, "Ooh, what, what is this?" But as you continue to drink it, it actually works with the beer. The cranberries and tangerine are really nice. They mix well together. But it's that rosemary that initially threw me off, and I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to like this beer. A- again, as you keep drinking it, it gets better. Um, I liked it. I-, I was surprised that I liked it. I didn't think I was going to like it uh, as much, but it was um, it was very good. Uh, the folks at Bradley Brew Project are doing a great job. She destroyed my plans. This is a fantastic, very strong uh, stout vanilla, chocolate, coffee, smooth, delicious. Got to get some more stuff. Uh, from the folks over at Bradley Brew Project. I had a Don't Feed the Bulls by Bolero, juicy with a nice hit of citrus. Very nice. Uh, The guys at Source, they're another version of their Visual Cortex. Great can art. I love it. Uh, This is VC. This is Visual Cortex, the third version of it. Juicy, tropical pineapple. Very nice and strong, over 10%. uh, So you got to watch out on that one. And then finally, uh, from Equilibrium, Hopwave 5. A very good, a nice haze. Juicy. This was a really good beer. Uh, equilibrium uh, for the, the stuff that I've had so far, very, very good in terms of their selections. And folks, we're out of time. My thanks to everyone involved in the show, as well as my guest, Rob Callahan from Brewery Strong. BreweryStrong.org is the website where you can make a donation or purchase some merchandise that will help people in the state of New Jersey. And of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody.